Whoops, had a little uh, glitch there. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, these Hueys would hover around the target area at the bombing range, of course, off to one side or the other, and, uh, you know, of course, take pictures and video of the, uh, of the resulting explosions and or whatever else. And uh, th these were uh, flown by civilian employees of the Air Force, uh, all these uh, you know, observation planes and stuff. Uh, usually, uh, while well, the Huey pilots were uh, mostly Vietnam veterans who had gotten out and then uh, went back to work for DOD uh, for one reason or another. Usually some grizzled old guys, and uh, they were a lot of fun to, to hang around with. And uh, every once in a while, we'd get to go uh, go for a ride in the helicopters, and uh, you know, for whatever reason. And uh, we used to, oh, and another detail about the helicopters, they were painted orange and white, or, you know, whatever that, they were exactly, they looked exactly like, the paint scheme on a Coast Guard helicopter, you know, kind of orange, white, and black, uh, so they could be seen against the uh, the trees or, and or uh, over the water. We, you know, the Eglin Range. Google it sometime. The uh, uh, Gulf of Mexico Eglin Bombing Range <laughs> basically takes up a good uh, oh I don't know quarter of the. Uh, eastern side of the Gulf of Mexico, but anyway, they, they had to be able to be seen, you know, because they didn't want to get bombs dropped on them or, or get ran into by the fighters coming in and uh, dropping bombs or whatever, but anyway, uh, the uh, the old uh, Vietnam pilots that would, uh, would fly these things knew that, and just up the coast from where Eglin Air Force Base is, between Eglin Air Force Base and Pensacola Naval Air Station, there was a uh, nude beach uh, at Navarre, you know, just Navarre Beach. And they'd get done with a mission, and uh, then they'd want to go screw around for a little bit, so they'd go buzz the uh, nude beach. So here's this uh, helicopter. It was a Huey, which isn't normally what the Coast Guard flies, but, you know, to the civilian on the ground, you know, helicopter's a helicopter, and an orange and white helicopter is a Coast Guard helicopter. So they'd go buzz the beach, and then uh, the Coast Guard base would get a uh, call. <laughs> and uh, after a while, they kind of figured it out, and so then we'd get a call after the uh, Coast Guard, or from the Coast Guard commander saying, what are you guys doing out there running the beach again? <laughs> It was a lot of fun to listen to, or listen to the stories about it. I never got the call myself. It was uh, never that high up in the pecking order. But anyway, <laughs> oh, geez, good times, definitely. Okay, one one more story. Uh, this this goes back to when I was still in Idaho. Uh, the Air Force, of course, has a uh, similar thing to Navy's Top Gun. Uh, Navy, uh, of course, the movie Top Gun with Tom Cruise and whatever uh, takes place at, uh, I don't know, near San Diego somewhere, I guess. Uh, well, the Air Force has the exact same thing called Fighter Weapons School. It's actually the uh, 
57th Fighter Weapons Squadron or Fighter Weapons Wing. I don't remember which, but uh, anyway, that was located in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada at Nellis Air Force Base. And at the time they had uh, F-15 Division, F-16 Division, A-10 Division, and I believe A-6s were still used back then. And then they had the F-4s, which were still used back then. And the F-111 Division of Fighter Weapons School was actually in Mountain Home, Idaho, where I was. So every once in a while, we had to go down to what was known as checkered flag. You, you guys have probably all heard of it. Well, at least those are those who are in the uh, are interested in fighters have probably heard of red flag. And I, I believe Discovery Channel's done something on the red flag. Well, this was called checkered flag, and it happened once a quarter. It was basically the uh, final exam for these uh, fighter weapons school students. So we'd have to send uh, some airplanes down to Nellis. And of course, the ground crews had to go and all that. And I used to go, I don't know, I probably went once or twice a year. Twice a year, anyway, for a few years. And uh, one time we uh, were planning on going to Checkered Flag uh, down at Nellis. And, of course, it's a busy time because, you know, there's a lot of people in town uh, for that. And I mean, and so the on-base housing wouldn't be available f to us, so uh, you know, had to get a hotel downtown somewhere. Of course, you know, the Air Force paid for it. So we'd always send, you know, either the, the well, in this case it was our captain, who was the uh, maintenance officer for our squadron, and uh, we sent him down a couple days in advance to uh, secure us uh, hotel rooms and you know hangar space and whatever else we needed and then we'd fly the planes down and uh, we'd all come down and you know, I wouldn't fly the planes although I have flown in F111 that'd be my last story of the of this podcast but anyway I think I already told that one duh anyway that was the Yuma trip but anyway uh we sent sent this captain down there and he was supposed to get us hotel rooms. Well, come to find out, he gets down there, and uh, he ended up, didn't know who to ask or what to do, and he ended up sleeping in his car overnight, and we all get down there, and of course, we don't have any hotel rooms, and uh, the old chief that was with us, he he went and took care of it, and we got hotel rooms, and it was no big deal, but I don't know if you remember uh, back in the, I guess this would be the late 80s, the uh, their baseball hats with, they had, and there was one that uh, said "shithead" on it, and it had a big fake pile of dog crap on the on the bill. <laughs> and so anyway, we we got a set of captain's bars and put that on there and uh, replaced the uh, captain's hat with <laughs> with this captain shithead. And and for as long as I was there, as long as he was there. Uh, <laughs> Not to his face, but uh, everybody else always called him Captain Shithead. And that was pretty funny. <laughs> and, and also on that same trip, uh, there's a all the little uh, generator carts and all the extra equipment that you need to work on the planes is known as uh, AGE, or Aerospace Ground Equipment. 
well, they gave us this little tow tug. Uh, you know, it was a really small thing, just just to pull, you know, a little tractor like thing, to just to pull this age equipment around with. And uh, they uh, <clears throat> forgot to uh, send somebody down there that actually had the license to operate that. You know, in the Air Force, you know, all the equipment you had to have a license, and then you had endorsements for everything that you could drive uh, legally was endorsed on your license well nobody had the endorsement to drive that tow tug except the captain so we had a captain hauling our uh, ground equipment around for the whole deployment and towards the end of the, the deployment uh, somebody got a license plate off of a you know, staff car with captain's bars on it and and uh, so on the age tractor we had uh, <laughs> he had his own staff car and it was the age tractor <laughs> So anyway, those of you that have been in the military understand what a staff car is, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, well, that's about it for uh, the war stories for, for this podcast. I, I am going to play another song, and uh, if you don't want to listen to it, it's 3 minutes and 36 seconds, but uh, one that I found appropriate and I haven't heard in a long time. So here's uh, Steve Miller Band, Jet Airliner. Don't carry me too far away 
ironically, the uh, U.S. Air Force is the only operator of any variant of the 707 in the United States, with the exception of John Travolta. John Travolta has an old Qantas Airlines from, uh, from Australia, a Qantas Airlines 707 that uh, he uses as his own personal aircraft. It must be nice to be that rich. But anyway, it's usually parked down at his uh, house down in Florida. Uh, he lives in an aviation fly-in community. And <laughs> if you search on Google uh, Google Maps or Google Earth, you can get a pretty good aerial view of uh, John Travolta, Travolta, yeah, Travolta's uh, house with his uh, 707 parked there but anyway that all the rest of the 707s that were in airline service in the United States at least were bought by the United States Air Force uh, when they retired and they're now sitting in the desert outside of Tucson at uh, Davis Motham Air Force Base otherwise known as the Boneyard and uh, you can also Check that out on uh, Google Maps, Google Earth. You can see just acres and acres and acres of uh, aircraft sitting out in the desert, just waiting uh, for use as spare parts. And yeah, there's several variants of the 707 still in service. I believe the last VC-137 or uh, Air Force One version of the 707 it has been retired, and I believe that's at the uh, Reagan. Uh, museum and library out in California, but I'm not positive. There's another one at the uh, uh, Museum of the United States Air Force at Dayton, Ohio at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And I highly recommend that uh, you go visit that if you're interested in aircraft. That's the, the largest collection of, of military aircraft uh, outside of uh, Davis Motham <laughs> would be the uh, Museum of the U.S. Air Force at, uh, at Dayton and uh, there's several airplanes in there I hate to say were operational and that I had worked on uh, in fact uh, all three of the F-111s they have currently on display now they have an EF-111 an F-111F and an F-111A and uh, all three of those aircraft I worked on, the EF-111 I actually flew with, not on. I, I flew out commercially, but it flew out to be put into the museum. So once it got on the ground, I was on the ground crew that uh, put it to bed, so to speak. And uh, there's also an F-15 and an F-117 stealth fighter that I've worked on. Uh, at the museum so anyway so go check that out and uh, yeah, I think their website's pretty good too uh, as far as uh, looking those aircraft up but uh, <coughs> excuse me got uh, a little frog in my throat and uh, let's see I'm going to bitch about the weather I got to bitch about the weather every time I do a podcast so uh, I'm going to bitch about it now we just got done with another blizzard can you believe that? I mean, we've had the most ridiculous amount of snow. And yesterday, I was out uh, blowing snow out of the driveway. 
Uh, for those of you in the South, uh, a snowblower is a machine that, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that reminds me, my dad one time uh, said, well, when I, fight, when I retire, I'm going to throw the snowblower in the back of the pickup and, and I'm going to just keep driving south until uh, when I pull into a gas station, somebody asks me what it is. Oops, there's the phone. I'll be right back. Okay, I forgot what I was talking about there before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I think it was the weather. But anyways, out there blowing snow. And, uh, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, did I tell you, finish the, the deal about my dad? He said he was going to throw the snowblower in the back of his pickup and drive south until when he pulled into a gas station, somebody asked him what that was in the back of the pickup, and then he uh, would know he was far enough south to retire. But anyway, it's <laughs> out there blowing snow out of the driveway. I get it almost all the way done, and the county road plow comes and decides he's going to widen the road a little bit. So he proceeds to uh, dump another six inches of highly packed sloppy slushy crap in the end of my driveway so I ended up spending another 45 minutes doing that and he knocked my mailbox over Ugh, I'll be so glad when winter's over and well, continuing on the rant thing uh, those of you that have Apple TV or an Apple computer and you're using Boxy you'll notice that uh Hulu no longer works. That just sucks. That's the whole reason I got the Apple TV was for Hulu. I mean, you know, there's a lot of other cool stuff that it does, and, you know, I'll surely get some use out of it, but what really sucked is Hulu is still on Boxy, but when you go to try to play the video, it pops up and says, you can't play this video here anymore. You can watch full-length episodes on Hulu.com. Yeah. That just ticks me off <laughs> anyway anyway i hope you enjoyed my uh war stories and aircraft remembrances i've got a million of them i'm sure but uh, <laughs> that's uh that's okay i probably shouldn't uh shouldn't uh, rant about that too much or not rant but uh, shouldn't do that too much but uh hey you know like i said got a, got some positive feedback from the last episode and uh so i thought well what the heck i'll, I'll go through that and well, anyway i'll be back to my uh, podcast about nothing uh, next week or if not uh, before like i said at some point i, I want to try out the uh, field recording setup now that i've got it pretty much nailed down and uh, hopefully this wasn't too long i i don't know i've got 20 minutes since uh since I had the glitch, so uh, I think I had 34 minutes before. So, jeez, uh, we don't want to we don't want to go over an hour if we can help it. So, anyway, this is Mike, and uh, we'll catch you later. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. You can check out other fine podcasts at blueberry.com. That's blueberry. Without the ease. This podcast is produced with Cast Blaster.